Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. This is Claudia Monticelli, the host of this podcast, Let's Talk Soul. Over the years, after having interviewed so many people on so many different topics, I realized that what interested my audience wasn't really the individual topics per se, but was how it impacted them, how it touched their soul. So I'll invite you all to lay back, put your feet up, and if you like what you hear, leave a review, five-star review. I'd appreciate that. So just enjoy your listening. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, it's me again, and this week I have a guest speaking to us from Baltimore, Maryland, Swami Nityananda. Say hello to our audience, Swami. It's wonderful to be with you. I'm very excited and grateful to talk. Good, good. That means she will talk. (laughs) No holds barred. Holds barred. Let's see. Um, let me introduce her to you. She has a lot of things going on. Um, primarily, uh, Swami has dedicated her life and career um, to helping humans live in joy and freedom. Now, this is a mouthful, you know, because we generally have the idea of what joy is, bliss, joy, you know, happiness, but it's, it's always so abstract. She has spoken to audiences in 10 countries and has been featured, a featured speaker on uh, NPR and Radio Ireland, among other platforms and podcasts, of course. And her work has been supported by Fulbright Grants, which are very prestigious grants. I used to manage the Fulbright Grants here in Italy uh, for for a certain age group. Well, not necessarily was the age group, certain specific areas of interest, let's say. And she's received other national endowment for the humanities and the Andrew W. Mellon Foundation and has received other national and international awards. Hats off to you. She was uh, consecrated as a Swami by Swami Shankarananda in 2014. She's the spiritual teacher and spiritual leader at Awake Yoga Meditation, a meditation community located physically in Baltimore, where she currently lives, that reaches listeners in many geographical areas. Now, her meditations help audiences feel calm and exuberant and help them live their fullest lives. 
strengthening self-awareness, their relationships, abundance, and well-being on practically all levels. She teaches non-dual awareness and the yogic tradition um, in ways accessible to contemporary audiences. And she has a book, her latest book is Awake, the Yoga of Pure Awareness. Um, and I will in include her website here. What is non-dual awareness? Let's start off with that. Sure. So the premise is that every human is always connected to awareness that is larger than the physical. It includes our physical awareness, but it is larger than that. And so for each of us, I'm inviting listeners to identify what our natural points of connection, our natural entry points are into this vaster awareness. So for example, one of my earliest awarenesses as a human was that my body and the natural world are very connected. So I was just aware from earliest memory. What of... does that feel like? Exactly. That's what I'm inviting everyone to feel, that there is a non-boundedness, that there is a, a, an effortless awareness of the way that we are always connected and supported by life itself. So our existence in a physical human form does not happen without this connectedness. And so there's effortless joy, there's peace, there's gladness, there's laughter. If you've ever seen a child playing in a park in a completely unselfconscious way, it's that sort of play and that sort of delight and, and just the, the sheer wonder and awe of being in a human body, picking up a leaf and noticing that the lines on the leaf and the lines on a human hand actually have a sort of correlation mm -hmm. that the lines of life that flow through us and the lines of life that flow through the leaf on the tree oh, are very okay. deeply connected and feeling that awareness continually just always yeah. from moment so, to moment true to the devil's advocate that i am i will interject here and say now come on come on <laughs> um one of your topics is how to live in joy and freedom in daily life. Now that how is a big how. I've had a lot of people on this show and people just say, you just need to feel it. No one really has given me, and I can to this day, I maybe I'm forgetting. Let's say I'm, I'm forgetting, I'm forgetful. But true moments of, let's say a, a toolbox of how to go about it. Can you do that for us? I can sure give you entry points. And so okay. what I was giving was an example of that's a natural awareness for me. Mm -hmm. But for listeners, I'm inviting you to connect with your own natural awareness. So for some people, there's an exuberance that comes when they're singing. Mm -hmm. And there's just like the air flows through them, the song flows through them, there's a boundlessness. For some people, I've heard people talk about playing basketball. And when they're so in the flow of the game, they don't even know what the score is. And that's when they're playing their best. Or I've heard some people talk about 
breastfeeding their mm -hmm. children and there's just this flow of life that is through you i've also heard people talk about for them those moments of awareness are even if they're sitting at the bedside of a loved one who's about to leave the physical mm -hmm. there's just this connectedness and so for every listener it's going to be unique for some people they know math and their brain is just sort of like alive to the language of math and that's their yeah. natural awareness and so to live with that connectedness and then from moment to moment to stay in that stream of awareness. And the really good news is it is possible. Mm -hmm. So the yogis have taught this and developed this for millennia. It is possible to establish a moment to moment connectedness and awareness. Okay. Let's say this is a first step. Okay. This is a first um, you said entry point, I think you said. Um, uh, let's put it this way. For, of the things that you said, you know, the basketball and um, the rest, it seems to be a good number of these things have to do with passion. And the word passion then leads me on to sexuality and sensuality and the link between complete joy and the sexual act as if there, you know, it's, it's sort of a double-edged sword here because you talk about always being in the moment, but then when we talk of bliss or joy, at times there's a moment when the person feels, the soul feels disconnected because they're not anchored on to anything that they knew before, prior to that. And it's momentary. This is, I'm just, you know, relaying experiences that have been told to myself. But contrary to what I'm saying, you're pointing, you're leaning on yogi, the yogis that you have um, learned with or uh, worked with. And so it's quite different. And so, you know, I feel like there's a link that's missing here. Okay, so one of the things that I think might help you and listeners with that link is what yogis say is it is possible to live in bliss always. And so what that means is bliss cannot be confined to a bodily sensation. Bliss cannot be a feeling. Bliss cannot be a thought. Bliss cannot be what humans would call an experience. Instead, bliss is the radiance of our being. Bliss is that which knows through the body, that which feels through the heart, that which sees through the eyes, but it is with us always. So, and it is actually possible in human form with a human mm -hmm. heart and a human mind to live in continual uninterrupted connectedness with what yogis call bliss. But it might be different from what humans would refer to as bliss because it can't be limited or confined to a sensation. So what I'm getting from this is that it is on a par uh, uh, with the, the, the construct of spirituality itself. So what yogis say is that this is the ground that spirituality arises from, mm -hmm. that this, this non-limited, boundless, unconditional yeah. love, this limitless light pours into time and space, mm -hmm. takes the form of all of this, and then would get named as spirituality by uh -huh. humans. I see. Um, 
now with the bliss joy there's the notion of light and they they seem to be interchangeable synonymous they seem to be one and the same um from your description am i understanding that correctly so radiance pours forth and takes the form of all of this but it's radiance that is not only light that is visible with human eyes it is the light of being the light of knowingness the light of awareness mm-hmm. um okay let me let me put a a pin in that and move on all right um when this this discussion here is similar or can be linked to the notion of how to transform pain and limitation into insight and wise caring now this wise caring is there an unwise caring what is that unwise caring all about does it have to do with boundaries I'll give you the So floor. I think from a yogic perspective unwise caring would be caring that were based upon attachment and caring that were conditional. So I will be kind to you and then I expect a particular return. So that would be like conditional kindness. Mm-hmm. And then attachment um would be that you're motivated by fear mm-hmm. rather than by love and by this just generous spontaneous sharing. Mhm. Okay. Um but how can we transform form pain? So from a human perspective, pain is something that humans encounter. So in the realm of time and space in That's a human body with being human means, is that what you're saying? Being human means you will encounter the pairs okay. of opposites, mm-hmm. which include pain and pleasure. Mhm. And as you connect with your larger than physical awareness you're able to navigate with lightness and with joy mm-hmm. even the pairs of opposites and so you can be centered and calm and focused and balanced even if you are aware of a feeling of pain as well mm-hmm. okay um let me go down to uh, your publications you said your latest book is awake the yoga of pure awareness have you written books prior to this yes i have um okay can you so, give us talk about them yeah sure um so under the name juniper ellis which is the name on my driver's license i, I published a book called tattooing the world which was published um, by columbia university okay so Press. it's juniper Juniper, Juniper Ellis. Yes. Yeah. And tattooing the world? Yes. Okay. And what is that about? It tells the story of the way tattoo traveled from Oceania mm-hmm. and traveled into the rest of the world and the way tattoo helps create meaning and belonging for the people who bear the patterns in traditional cultures in Oceania where the practice came from the designs have deep spiritual meaning and connect one to the ancestors and to the land and to the sea and to the cosmos memes of semiotics um i'm thinking of umberto eco here with that um then that was your first book Yes, yes. Okay, when was that published? 
Um, 2008. Okay, then, then what happened? Well, in 2010, I met my teacher, my meditation mm -hmm. teacher, Swami Shankarananda. And Swami Shankarananda was the radiant founder of our meditation community, Awake Yoga Meditation, mm -hmm. which is located in Baltimore, Maryland. And that was a major catalyst, uh, mm -hmm. meeting just a radiant being of light. There's nothing quite like it. And how did this encounter come about? Did you know people who worked with the yogi? I did not actually. So I, prior to that, um, I can't remember how many years prior to that, but maybe let's say eight years prior to that, I had been practicing yoga and practicing meditation. So the two came almost simultaneously for me. Uh -huh. As soon as I started practicing yoga, meditation followed. Yeah. And I wanted to deepen my meditation practice. And so I went online and found that my teacher was just a few minutes away from me, which mm -hmm. was an amazing gift. Mm -hmm. And so he taught a method of meditation called Kriya Yoga. Kriya and so, yoga. Mm -hmm. yeah, so I was able to receive that, that gift of receiving that meditation and practice. What, from um, what is the particular characteristic of, or characteristics of Kriya Yoga? So it works with, it's a meditation and mm -hmm. it comes from India and it works with the breath and it allows you to move breath up and down the spine. Mm -hmm. And it's a very self-transforming, self-healing practice. It's also very accessible, integratable into daily life. Mm -hmm. So the, the traditional practice is 20 minutes in the morning and 20 minutes at night. Okay. Um, after that book, did you publish something else prior to... Um, awake. I've I've kept a steady stream of articles as a uh -huh. as a professor. I publish regularly, mm -hmm. um, and Awake was the the next book that I've published. a professor of English. Okay, where at Loyola University? Yolo Yola. Okay, all right. Okay, okay. And then the latest book was published when this Awake uh, December of twenty twenty two. Oh, okay. So that's recent. So you have something hidden away, uh, notes or an outline that might pop up soon. Do you have something? Oh, you're looking for another book? Um, yeah. Well, so I've, <laughs> I I've, imagine. I've been editing. Well, so I serve as an editor um, as well. And so I've been editing a 560 page book of my teacher's teachings. So that mm -hmm. should be out later. Mm -hmm. um, and as an editor, I have published other books um, by my teacher an as well. An editor for whom? An editor as a freelance editor, you mean? Or so working the meditation for a... community, mm -hmm. the meditation community, for example, published a book. Um, I think this was in November of 2021 mm -hmm. by Swami Shankarananda, my teacher. And the title of it is Divine Protection, the Yoga of Psalm 91. And so okay. I served as editor for that book. Okay. Okay. Um, now I'm trying to think of, um, you, because you say, as I introduced you, um, you help people find, uh, to live in joy and freedom to, uh, and when you say you help them, what do you do? Do you have clients that come to you in your website? Does it, um, is there a space for people to, um, knock on your door, the contact page? Do you have services that you list? How does that work? Well, so the primary, I think the primary entry point is that every Sunday at 11 mm -hmm. Eastern time, 
We have a meditation. It's open to everyone. It's free. It's public. And so you can join in person, but you also can join on Zoom. You can join mm -hmm. on YouTube. So we open with a meditation and then we share the teachings of yoga philosophy and the teachings of non-dual awareness. And so that would be a very accessible entry point. We also share teachings on YouTube, on Instagram, on TikTok, and on Facebook. And where can people find that? information so our website is awakeyogameditation.org and uh -huh. you'll find information there, there. Mm -hmm. i mentioned one of the books by my teacher that that i've edited and we've published but there are others as well um, and you'll find information about e-courses if you're interested in that mm -hmm. there are writings there's a podcast if you're interested as mm -hmm. well What's and you also can podcast? always awake yoga meditation mm -hmm. podcast Okay. Yeah. And do you and, host it or is someone else the host? Um, so actually at the community, it is a meditation community. Uh -huh. And so all of this is produced by, we call the ourselves community. karma yogis. And so uh -huh. like I'm a karma yogi, which means that we just dedicate our time and joy to sharing the teachings, to sharing the light, which has inspired us. It's an amazing joy to share it with others as well. And so there's a community member, there's a couple who edit um, the podcast and the mm -hmm. podcast are talks shared by me. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, thank you so much for all of this information. People will be able to find it's very, very clear. I'll write down all of your um, social media uh, links and everything. Thanks again. And thanks for all of the work that you do, uh, because it is so, so important for people to move toward joy. People just don't feel like they deserve it. Usually, that's what I find. Mm. Much joy and much respect and gratitude to you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye, Swami.